0: Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey on MikeRicksecker.com. to Inside the Upside Down. Mike and Shauna here with you this evening to talk about demons in Hollywood. All of those very creepy cool movies that, uh, you know, the paranormal horror movies, what have you, that feature demons. And you know, we like them. They're fun. But quite different than the real thing. Because you know, a lot of these movies (laughs) it's like there's a demon at every corner. It's like, uh, I mean, just if for an example, you know, in The Conjuring, you know, it's like, you know, Roger Perrin is very different in real life, by the way. He's like, oh, there's, you know, three knocks like that. And all of a sudden, you know, Ed, uh, Ed Warren's like, well, that's the, you know, sign of demons. You know, they knock in threes. <laughs> it's like, boom, okay, we've got a demon. So that's the type of stuff we're going to be talking about this evening. Um, you ready? sure all right
1: all right it's gonna
0: get fun it's gonna get interesting we also have james anito demonologist coming on the show in a little while here we're gonna bring him on the phone and we had him on last i think it was last october talked about a lot of interesting things and he has some opinions and would like to weigh in on the topic and how um you know how very different Hollywood makes out, you know, real demon cases to be. So I think that'll be interesting to hear from him.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially if he's going to shed some light on the subject of how, in reality, some of the things that we think are demonic really are not.
0: Right. Right. And we've talked about so. it before about how, you know, people will see something fly off their mantle and they're like, oh my God, I got a demon. And because, you know, that's kind of the way Hollywood sensationalizes it.
1: Right. It's, it's Hollywood. It's, it's entertainment it's for entertainment value so um reality hollywood <laughs> pretty much pretty much
0: so. pretty much so i thought you know before we brought james on because it's you know it's popular right now and of course we just put out a video on it um you know the the demon nun of the conjuring universe valak so, I thought we would get into that. And I know some people down there in the chat room have seen the movie. I actually have not yet. So, um, even though we put that video out, it wasn't because we'd seen the movie or anything like that. It was like, okay, well, you know, we know people are going to go watch the movie. We know it's, I mean, Valix long since been introduced into the Conjuring universe, you know, years ago. Um, but just to get some uh, correct information out there, because people are going to wonder. They know that, okay, you know, it's a movie. Not all of this is true. What's the real truth? And so, we put that stuff out there. So um, let's get into, okay, Hollywood demons. There we go. There she is, Valak, the demon nun. So Valak is not really a nun, though. (laughs) That was completely created um, by James Wan. Now, there is a um, demon figure named Valak. Dates from 1500s, if not before that. But basically, this image came about um, late in the production process Uh, James Wan was just having an offhand conversation with Lorraine Warren, and she was talking about this hooded figure that she saw um, in this vortex, you know, a swirling vortex of some sort. And um, the image that came up in his mind was this this nun. So that's that's what they ended up using for The Conjuring 2, which was based on the Enfield Poltergeist case. Um, And they have since spawned off the the Nun uh, series or the Nun movie, uh, which takes place before all that, like the 1950s. So, the, the real Valak, of course, um, I say of course, but it's like, you know, really, um, is this. You know, it's actually a winged boy riding a two-headed dragon, so quite different. Um, you know, the, the attribution of the Marquis of Snakes was, um, was pretty true. Um, it, uh, Valak is attributed to seeing snakes. Also, is a great finder of treasure. A lot of people attribute that to money, but I think it had a lot to do with, um, you know, kind of more of like hidden secrets of of the universe, that sort of thing. Uh, Considered a great president of hell, which may or may not mean a lot, because it seems like all the different demons um, of these different grimoires that were written uh, seem to all have these great titles, like dukes and, you know earls and stuff like that so uh, they all had some sort of like high rank Um, so you have to almost even with this take it with a grain of salt so these come out of these goetic grimoires that date hundreds of years back into the 1500s and if you saw the video that we put out the Friday night ghost frights um, on Friday you saw that you know we noted that Alistair Crowley edited one of those, you know, the Lesser Key of Solomon into his, um, whatever, whatever it was, um, his Key of Solomon the King, uh, which is basically, it's almost like a monster manual. You think of like a Dungeons and Dragons monster manual of, of demons. Uh, but there's like different evocations that are in there in order to, um, you know, basically try to summon these things. So, again, <laughs> Shauna and her phone always seems to go off during the show.
1: I'm trying to train the person that calls me on Tuesday nights not to call me during showtime. Just, just mute the thing. It can wait.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, so so he uh, he edited this thing and, and came out with his own version of it. Um, but you kind of take it with a grain of salt because... You know, like the description that's in there in the 1500s, talking about have the um, the boy having wings like an angel. Well, if you go back, you know, 1500 years before that, or even earlier, you know, 2,000 years, what have you? um, The original descriptions of angels didn't have wings. So, you know, what what are they actually describing here? So it's you have it, it becomes like a mythology. Like kind of like fairies when we went through all the fairy books,
1: yeah, because you know who sat a fairy down and asked for all this information? you know, I want to know where it all came from. It's very hard to find something that is not you know lore, you know, legends mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know, to find you know at the heart of it all, you know, because you know, what did we see? you know, we assume it was that because it behaved like what we assume or what we've been taught you know a fairy would behave like so if it's you know so we want to explore that path well how do you how do you research something whenever you're not sure whether what you're researching is true or not so until something that looks more like a fairy comes up you know then we're just really stuck
0: right so I ha- I'm going to bring up part of a Twitter conversation that happened because I just I need to roll this person under the bus. <laughs> but it was something, you know, and, and I get it. I, I get where they're, where they're coming from uh, on this once I bring it up. Um, so, all right. So their issue was in that video that I said the, quote, unquote, true story of Valak, the demon nun from the Conjuring universe. So, in other words, the story that the Conjuring Universe has put out there about Valak um, is not true. Valak was never depicted as a nun. You know, the Marquis of Snakes, okay, from what I've heard, and I have, again, I haven't seen the movie. From what I've heard, though, it has some sort of shape shifting properties into snakes and stuff like that, which is not part of it either. So that's more stuff that the, you know, that universe is kind of, you know, taking creative liberty with, which you you do as a movie franchise or whatever. So, you know, our point of view was, okay, here's, you know, the real, the true story of Valak the Demon, whether or not that is true in and of itself. so
1: But the point is is that the movie is definitely not true.
0: The movie definitely is not true. And so that was my point in this back and forth exchange on, on Twitter was that it's definitely not a nun, right? So, um, so this person and their whole thing, because I used the word true, was uh, there's no conclusive truth to demons, full stop. So to say true story is null and void, it's like saying let me tell you the true story of fairies. I mean, I, I would love that. Right. <laughs> Throwing. So, um, so this was my response. I thought it was fairly decent. So, I said, I can't prove demons exist just the same as you can't prove that demons don't exist. However, what does exist are the stories of Valak dating back into the 1500s. That is true. They truly exist. And that is what this video is about. So, one of their buddies chimed in with, There are stories of wombles that date back over 40 years, but that doesn't give them credence. I I actually have no idea what a a womble is. Is it it like a punch wudgie? Or not cool enough. I don't know what it is either. So, yeah. So I gave them this example. Example. If a movie came out that said Atlantis was a square patch of land in the middle of the desert inhabited by ant people, one would say, no. The real, or quote-unquote, true story of Atlantis, as written by Plato 2400 years ago, was etc., etc., etc. Pretty basic phraseology. And so that's what we're talking about here. The true story of Valak, as it was written 1500 years, or 500 years ago or prior, because they were supposed to be taken from earlier texts. Um, that's where we're coming from on that. So um, see what you guys have down in here we're kind of running and you guys do like to ask a lot of questions during this show so um I don't know maybe you guys don't have any questions yet that's alright so so yeah I think that's kind of I mean I have to say this about it Um that if you go I guess I, I liked the storytelling aspect of it and that's really what it comes down to is entertainment and you kind of have to separate yourself from what demons really are um you know which i believe are quite rare rather than you know other people who think they're around every quarter um you have to kind of separate yourself from the story and in what's real so i mean i thought it was an interesting story and if you look at it the whole crux of it wasn't even about the infield poltergeist case i mean that was like you know, the big storyline part of it, but the whole thing was actually about um, terrorizing Lorraine Warren. And it was using the Enfield Poltergeist case to do that, to terrorize Lorraine and to basically kill Ed. Right. Yeah. So from that, from a storytelling perspective, interesting. So we're going to get into a, a number of uh, of these different types of stories. and. And kind of separating what's Hollywood and what's true, and yeah, not every paranormal thing that happens in your house is, is a demon. So, um, what is it? It's about uh, 11 07 in the east. I guess we can bring James on. What do you think?
1: Let's bring him on. Let's bring on James.
0: All right, so, um, so Emma saying they're real. Um, I'm just looking real quick. So, Carrie Parrish, why would anyone want to be a nun? I mean, think about it. The name says it all. Nun. <laughs> hey, I have an Uh-oh. aunt. I have an aunt Uh-oh. who is a nun. She was the mother superior of her convent until she got a little bit too old to hold down the job. Very sweet woman.
1: And, and she seems, she sounds pretty cool, actually. She was like very supportive of yeah, very the, paranormal the paranormal stuff. Yeah, she's very open to the paranormal. She'll talk about stuff that happens at the convent. I've never met her. Only because I'm afraid to step in such a religious venue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not going to get hit by hit by lightning walking in there. But uh, no, I mean they have. I mean they they feel that they have a calling to help in. You know, there's like different orders and nuns that do different helpful things, and so they feel that they're called to to help. So, um, they just happen to do it through the church. So let's give uh, James a call here. Hopefully this isn't too, this doesn't obliterate the microphone like it did with uh, Michelle last week.
2: <laughs>
0: so you guys let us know about the volume down there. How well you guys hear it? Hello. Hey James, how you doing? Mike and Shauna here. Hey guys. How are you guys doing, doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Thanks for coming on and uh, weighing in on demons in Hollywood. yeah absolutely so um so what's your take being a well for those who don't know you know james is a uh, demonologist you just recently became a deacon here right i did yes in july yeah so and um just to kind of refresh you know some of the viewers or the new viewers that we have um you know talk a little bit first about uh, you know what exactly it is you do and how long you've been doing it and then we'll get into uh your opinion on this subject definitely i Okay. Well, thanks for uh, bringing us back up to speed. Um, now, so, yeah, when we posted this, you, you reached out to me and you said, you know, you, you had some uh, things that you wanted to weigh in on it. And, you know, you being, you know, who you are <laughs> and your position on all that. Um, go ahead. Let us know. Um, what do you think? You know, the, the difference between, you know, what Hollywood depicts and what demons uh, really are and what they really do.
3: Again, you know, I think there's, uh, I think if you look at life, uh, even the paranormal, how much pop culture has influenced, you know, influence a study on demons. You know, a lot of people don't look at demonology um, to be more than what it is, it's more modern than it was, but people don't realize in 1567, around that time, King James wrote the book Demonology, which inspired Macbeth, uh, written by William Shakespeare. So you know, a lot of people don't look at that stuff. So, you numerology's know, been pop culture for a long time. You know, as humans, we have um, the spaces where we wish to create some sort of reality to to a word or to a being. You know, I think you know, you look at the aspects which is the defining uh, aspect of this field. You know, spirit board has been around for many, many years. Um, and of course, you know, Kendrick Novelty Company created the Ouija board and, and in the 1970s, the 1970s when actually. Came out, you know, even played with a Ouija board, and then you got that mantra of the Ouija board was evil, even though it, you know, it, it's technically, you know, debatable because of how what the tool is, but, you know, it, that movie declared Ouija boards to be evil, even though they had been around, you know, probably close to 100 years prior. So, and with, within, you know, the modern society, the 1860s and so on, and, you know, Uh, Early 1900s. So you got to look at it like that as well. And, you know, you look at the demons, the physicalities that are portrayed. And I think the one that really gets the closest uh, out of the movies is it. You know, it is not technically quoted to be a demon, but it's a dimensional being, which demons technically could be considered. And he plays upon the fears of people, like appears in the clown, appears as the spider, you know, and of course maybe other aspects of creation that people perceive, so because it's pure evil, that is what a demon is, but I think one of the biggest misconceptions that, you know, people, you know, take from the movies, and of course, you know, the exorcisms that happen with these movies, you know, movies or progression movies, um, is that, you know, they, the demon always has a physical body, It's like a physical interpretation of it. But by you know, by literature or by the Bible, whatever you want to incorporate any other major religion in, a demon was always up to your spirit and never had no physical being. So I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, everybody you know, thinks a demon had um, you know, this physical being the the you know, the tail, the wings, and the
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. And I don't know if there's a, a way on your end that you can uh, pump up the volume a, a little bit. I've kind of got it maxed out on my end, um, which is very different because last week we had Michelle Hamilton way too loud. So <laughs> go figure mm-hmm. that. I'm so um, sorry. Is that better? I'm on a, I'm on a headset, so it shouldn't be Yeah, you would think. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it seems like um, every depiction of a, a demon that we get in these movies i mean they all look different you know but they all seem to have the same function within hollywood which is you know let's you know get inside the person possess them and then you know we have this you know, crazy exorcism that that you know lasts uh, a couple of days that you know and, and i noticed like during the 70s like after the exorcist, like with the exorcist and then um, you know, Amityville 2, The possession kind of took the same route with you know, um, you know, let the demon come into me, sort of thing. So it seems like we have these recurring themes in, in the movies. How how different is that from reality? Well,
3: you know, I I, I say I've been on close to four hundred plus cases. You know, and uh, you know, I always say uh, five to seven. really possession I mean uh, really true demonic cases in my opinion and three of those were possession you know so the movies you know uh, interpret like it happens every day you know poltergeist I believe uh, the poltergeist uh, possessed um, little girl if I remember correctly even though poltergeist is you know a psychokinetic uh a kind of creation um, and so to say so I guess it could possess you in some way if you mentally think so but uh, you know I, yeah, I think every movie ends in a possession and that is kind of even its goal uh, and, and, and a way to break somebody down but a lot of cases you know are, are of infestation or in that possession of oppression state and not in that possession state you know I think um, as much as true possession or perfect possession is the uh, most rarest thing, even transient possession, which is the most common that you see in the movies or you hear about, is even much rarer, too, in, in, in key aspects, you know, this is not every time, uh, you know, a person dealing with human, uh you know, the right of exorcism is done in, in the way people think, you know, there's
2: not an uh, exorcism being done on a person and they're in the chair or whichever, you
3: know, sometimes it's, you know, you know, the minor right of exorcism, or a blessing done, or you know, even for people that are non-Catholic, you know, they do deliverances on somebody that has like an attachment or something like that. So, you know, I think there's, you know, you know, it, it, it thrills people and in a scary way. You know, the evil and the aspect of being taken by evil uh, thrills people, and that's why I think in, in those movies, every time it leaves the possession, because uh, as much as it's so scary, people eat it up. You know
0: yeah yeah absolutely um we do have some uh some questions here from the chat room if you're willing to take them um That's fine. yeah yeah from uh, granny vapes i find it sad that hollywood has made modern humans more and more superstitious do you find that to be true oh not really you say you call it
3: superstitious but you think about uh how human society started, you know, I know people don't like to talk about religions and beliefs and superstitions, but, you know, we, our very first religion is animism, and we branched off from animism, so uh, the spiritual aspect and the superstitious aspect uh, has been around human society for a long time, you want to talk about some of the, the, the leading frontier aspects of civilization like as the Egyptians the Greeks the Romans um, and so on before that the Sumerians. Uh, you know with that, whatever you want to talk about any primary ancient civilization or civilization that's been predominant uh, they're they very always superstitious you know you think about the Egyptians with the cats you know cats warded off evil um, you know you would set gold if you didn't go over to the afterlife with anything you know you kind of going to hell kind of thing you know it was very superstitious culture for a very long time so I wouldn't say it's made it worse I think it's always been um, very closely similar you know there's different aspects of how superstition has evolved but I think we've always as humans been a very superstitious kind of uh, um, kind of element in some way because if you think about how our brain works we have a part of our brain built on faith and when you have faith you know it, it's many different things and
0: superstitions and stuff like that so you know i think superstition has been around for like i said a long time it's not just modern well yeah you know and i used to play baseball and so you know if you had a uh, a pair of socks that you you know wore two games in a row and you won both games and you were in those socks all the time you know just <laughs> yeah. stuff like that <laughs> yeah. um betty Lange is wondering how often you are called to help
3: I was pretty much on the back burner because I'm still technically in seminary, but I received holy orders uh, with deacons, so I'm allowed to do a little bit more stuff than I was if I was just a seminarian. Um, so, you know, I wasn't really busy lately. Uh, you know, sometimes that's a godsend because, you know, it, it really, you know, it's a handful and dealing with people is, you know, scary. You know, it, that's one thing you can say where we're talking about the movies. It's like the movies. You know, these people are in horror and scared and don't know what to do. So there's that sort of same correlation of uh, the sadness and sorrow. Um, but you know, I I'm starting to pick up again. I'm starting to consult in cases, get involved with cases, but there's more of a process there than there was when I was doing cases, made as a deliverance minister for the Church of Christ, or you know, um, as uh, on a team. You know, I would. Deal with lots of cases. you think about it, four hundred plus cases in fourteen years. It's a long time. A lot of cases. A lot of people I've dealt with. Um, not just teams, of course, you know, uh, but like negative cases, You know, just investigations, uh, re- res- residual or intelligent. You know, so it's been a, it's been a long time. So you know, I, I tried to do a lot, and I, I, I try to do a lot of cases, or, you know, I, I give it off to people. But lately, like I said, I haven't really been busy. I just started picking up again because I was able uh, able to do so by the church, you know. I have to process as well, so um, you know, I've got I to gotta abide
0: by that. Yeah, and I, you said something in there that I, I think that we've tried, Sean, on, on this show a few different times to make clear that there is a distinct difference between you know, a, a negative spirit, somebody who may have been, you know, uh, a nasty guy in life, something that's malevolent. There's there's a difference between that and that type of spirit and a demon. Yeah, bad
3: and evil. There's a difference between bad and evil. You know, a lot of people want to put them in the same bubble, but, you know, there's many, deeps and many depths of darkness, and you know, really you get to the, very, the deepest dark. You
0: know, there's many different, like, levels of that, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Shana. I think you have some questions for for James, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, have you ever been called to a case and say, say it's a mental illness, someone that hears voices or acts out uh, because of schizophrenia or something else to that nature? um have you had many oh, oh, cases
3: def- oh def- definitely uh you know uh i'm not a clinical psychologist uh, i've taken you know some college courses uh, i've taken some courses with me from Mary that deals with that aspect as like a dsm-5 and i thought i was crazy uh, but um you know one of the things
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, James, we have several people in the chat that are asking, uh, does saying a demon's name out loud get their attention drawn to you? Uh, I get that
3: at all if, if Every book I've read with demon names in it, I recall it because that, that's really the only time to find out. <laughs> um,
2: but, no, not necessarily. So I, I look at it like this and... Most of the people
3: within my field look at it like this. If, if you use it in a sense of research, you, of course, you might uh, start getting attention. It's like you start researching somebody
2: and they get a ding saying that there was a notification that somebody looked them up or they use their social.
3: Uh, but, you know, I, I, I really feel there's uh, what's it, good intent, but there's good intent within that research. And there's reasons that you need to learn these names and stuff like that because it is the field that you're a part of, like myself. Um, then I feel like there's, there's kind of no, that of no attraction, no laws of attraction Where I'm attracting something negative. If you do it in the negative aspect, you look at the goetta and you want to start trying to summon and stuff and doing stupid crap, then there's that possibility that you might attract something the laws of attraction that's what can for the, you know, we can go for, go to the laws of attraction. If you're, if you're doing something negative and you're using it for a negative repercussion, you might get what you get. You might get the attraction, the negativity that you've been seeking. But if you do it a positive sense, I don't believe that you know they,
0: um, you'll, you'll receive anything negative back. You know, it's it's all for research. Right, right. So, uh, all of those, uh, I guess, all those movies, because they always they always go with you know the the demon's name gives you power over, it, and that's basically how they banish the thing. So that's not then, the case. <laughs> Well, that's part of the right. That's part of the right, you know, um, okay. both rights. Either you know, pre nineteen uh, ninety or post nineteen ninety, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, the right uh
3: command the name. It's because once you receive the name you are able to command it out in the main, but that doesn't mean that the entity will provide you and there's ways that the actually just uh, you know clarifies and understand that they are receiving the correct information. But, you know, there you know that is actually True, you know, to do provoke that and use it. It is true as part of the right. You know, it it, it, it it it's not necessary and like 100, but 99.9% times, the receiving the name is the aspect of banishment. Uh, it's because you got, uh, you know, um, you overpower it with the power of God, and that's the the, the formality of it. You know, you. you you can cast out because if, if, you know, if you're in my house and I know your name, I say, you know, get, get out of my house and I know who you are, you know, they're, they're more likely going to leave if they don't know who they are kind of thing, um, unless they kind of try, try to kill you or something like that, of course. But, um, no, yeah, the, that, that's that's true. And the name of the, uh, uh, the strength of the name of the banishment I, um, is something that's caught. So, that's not
0: necessarily wrong. Okay, all right. Um, Betty Lange is wondering if the devil is considered a demon. Uh, well, most demons by. Uh, well, demonology is the study of demons of evil entities. So you gotta
2: remember the word demon has been around uh, since Greek, uh, from since Greek mythology, the word demon, uh, which is the never being. I and mean, They used
3: to be, um, you know, pretty much uses like. Uh, droppers. they were either net malevolent or benevolent, There were some good ones and bad ones, so it really follows you from that terminology uh, more from that etymology of the word uh, of demon and it's, it was Satan a demon, uh, Lucifer a demon which, I said, yeah, most people interpret demons to be fallen angels but I believe there is, you know beings that are evil, that are called demons, beyond fallen angels that's my opinion you know, people, it's open for debate. I mean, demonology literature has been debating that for a while. Uh, but, demon, uh, with Lucifer was a demon, if you want to technically look at the aspect, he's a fallen angel, so you can kind of running him to that, I guess. he, You know, in, in, in a way, we look at him to be pure evil because he went, again, God's teaching if you think about the unforgivable sin the unforgivable sin you know really more pertains to humans but you know the unforgivable sin is doubting God or going against God right. so Lucifer went against God so technically he's evil you know in, in, in some way because that is the unforgivable sin so uh, you know it's really up to temptation interpretation I guess you know so you could say he's a demon but not necessarily you know he's a Lucifer
0: the king, of all evil, the king of all evil. To look at it like that, you know? Right, right. Um, hey, we have a uh, $10 super chat from Tom McNicholas. Says, surprise, can't hear you guys. I'm on a train, but just saying hello. Well, have a safe trip, uh, Tom, and we will see you in a few weeks. So, um, uh, yeah, From Sean Oldsmith, is it true that demonic spirits possess a child to make you trust them?
3: Um, not necessarily. Not all the time, you know, I think that's uh, you know. A lot, I think a lot of movies have played upon that as well. Um, but like I said, uh, a demon usually plays upon your fears, but they also will play upon the pure goodness as well to to win you over. Um, and usually they do that first before they start playing the fears. Um, but not necessarily, you know. I think a demon can pierce you, however. Wanted to periodize or however wants to manipulate you. But still, when you're dealing with any kind of fear, if it's a kid, if it's human, if it's intelligent, if it's uh, not human or uh, residual, you should be careful about what you're communicating to. You don't know what the way you're communicating to. Um, so, you know, in any sense, you know, it, be wary. And I try to help apparition of a child talking to you um, like face to face just you know which is very rare uh you know make sure that they don't no I, I always tell the people the best call inside of this you know, something that should be common knowledge and you know, i heard a lot before um, is that if a, a spirit manifests in front of you in a full apparition there is always going to be a del- deformation because this demon can't take true form uh Um, when that demon manifests, so for manifesting a child, either to a black eyes or missing it's going to have some uh, deformity that you'll notice if you if you're a good researcher. If you, if you have an apparition you I'm pretty sure you're going to take a picture, uh, hopefully, or you're going to kind of remember in your mind that it's going to uh, imprint in your mind forever. Because uh, I should know, sure, it was me.
0: Sounds like there was something you wanted to ask, Kamino.
1: He answered my question. Which was? Yeah, I was gonna say because I've seen a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of apparitions. I've seen more of that than shadows. Um, I have never felt really bad about any of the children that I've seen, and that was gonna be my question. How I would think that you know a part of me would know when something was bad, but I've never really felt that with a child. So. Mm Yeah. I, I, th- I
3: think it's in it's the same sense when people think shadow people are evil because they're it's a black mass. But uh, you know, there in, in, the, in the modern cases there have been a lot of a ca- uh, lot of cases actually where there is uh, a, a shadow figure that is very high stature. Um, seeing but you got to remember, it, I also think because why we get shadow people in general is because when the, when they cause their energy to manifest, they can't manifest. Apparition, so they appear, you know, as a dark figure because they can't uh, uh, really develop that full energy enough to show their, their true self or true form. Um, and with demons, of course, they have no true form, they're spirits, so I think that is a uncommon uh, cause like you see them as a black figure, um, and very tall wise because they're very, you know, structured, you know, very empowering. So I think that's why people do that misconception so to people you
0: know, evil. <laughs> yeah, I talk about that all the time because there's there's plenty of interactions with shadow people that I've had where it seems like I've scared them <laughs> and they've run out of the room. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that's that's one I talk about all the time. Yeah, not all shadow. I, I think they're just like just like people. Um, you know, per, I personally think that most shadow people are interdimensional beings. I think they're just like people. There's some good that they're, and there's some that are bad. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll take a couple more and then let you go, James. Um, Paul Thunder is wondering what your opinion is on Santa Muerte. Say that again? Your opinion on Santa Muerte? That's the... Um... Oh, San and all that? Like, you talking about like, blood magic? Yeah, yeah, down there in... Uh, like, that's really big in like Mexico City. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. and all that stuff. Um, you know, they get all that mixed up and they think it's all bad. You know, people don't realize the blue church has a lot of Christian roots in it. You know, they believe in God. Right. They do, you know, blue magic. So, you know, there's, there's certain things people have misunderstandings uh, of uh, when it comes to certain things. That, Like, yeah, you could say blood magic and sacrificing and um, the things that they do down, down in South America and Latin or Latin America in general, um, is you know, you can tell what it is. Uh, you know, the blood magic and that, the aspect of what they're doing it for. Yeah, if it's for negative intention. Then, yeah, there is negative uh, blood sacrifices out there. And then there's also blood sacrifices the Jews and early Christians did with lambs. Uh, you know, yeah. those called the Holocaust, where they would kill the creature as a sacrifice and then burn it. Um, you know, so it really follows, you know, as a Christian, it follows the same, you know, same aspect. So, it, it, it really, it's meant for, for bad, which all aspects of religion, Christianity, Santeria, you know, Hulu, Voodoo, Voodoo, um, all aspects, belief have their negative viewpoints and negative, neg- negative aspects of it, you know,
2: so. It, right. It, 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 there's some good intention, most aspects of religion, and then of
3: course there's some religions out there that aren't, don't find negativity and, you know, or, 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 like I said, misunderstood,
0: you know, I think Satanism and Luciferism is another um, two misunderstood religion, uh, you know, and that's not here all the time as well. Yep, yep. Um, Let's see, let's grab... Okay, so this is from uh, Phoenix Feather. Do demons have wings to mock angels like knocking knocking three times to mock the Trinity? <laughs> well, like I said, remember, uh, demons don't have wings. Uh, right. Or angels, well, you know, even so angels don't have wings, because, have wings because they're uh, you. The, I mean, that came about through artwork. It you know, the angel yeah. is just the word for messenger. So yeah, it's <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then they also you know uh, you know flying as
3: well is uh proceeding uh, above you know kind of like a high creature so uh, as well you know uh but. And we've got to remember, you know, like demons don't things because, like both Mike said and of course the, uh, the pure spirit app- application of it. Um but I think they would appear like that because like I said it's a manifestation of what you want
0: I think yeah, the other thing was like the knocking three times to mock the Trinity, that sort of uh. stuff. Yeah, and, you know, I know I personally, when I knock on somebody's door, I do it.
1: I do it three times. Yeah,
0: I do it three times. So so if I'm a spirit yeah. and I'm, I'm just knocking because I'm knocking to get somebody's attention, yeah. Um, and we kind of started off this whole show with that example where, you know, in The Conjuring, you know, they walk into the parent home and Roger's describing there is a boom, 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 you know, and knocking like that and Ed is, you know, this is the movie. Ed saying, is it in threes like that? Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, the... You know, it's a mocking the truth, and that's where people get that out of you know because it's in these movies like that. Yeah. Let me ask you this, James, before we let you go: um, of all of these uh, movies that are out there that depict demons, which one is the closest to the truth? Ooh, that, that is uh hard question. I can say my favorite. One of them all is *The Right*. *The Right*. Oh, okay, with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Yes. uh that's one of my favorite out of all of them uh, what's the closest
3: interpretation um uh, man I, w- I would have to say maybe, uh, probably the white or uh how, yeah the right because I-, I look at it like this um evil never really truly presented itself as this physical being It presented itself as uh what i would really believe it truly classifies itself you know and uh in uh, not here you the Emily Rose or um, mm-hmm. other the Vatican's files which are has other movies but I believe they had in some aspects like kind of represent what a demon looks like or some kind of uh, you know misformality but I think it like, sticks very close to its source material and of course
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's, he's wonderful. So, all right, James, well, thank you very much for joining us on the show this evening. Really do appreciate you coming on and, and weighing in on this topic, uh, you know, given that you're a demonologist with, with many years of experience. So, we do appreciate that. No, definitely. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a great topic, and I'm glad you guys had me on. I greatly appreciate it. All right. You have a great night. There yeah, you as well. Take okay. care. all right well that was demonologist james anito let me go ahead and clean this up a little bit here and um yeah i, I know that the uh, audio was a little difficult for you guys i mean it's funny it's funny you know same same setup here when we had to like do kind of an emergency you know get michelle hamilton on the phone last weekend uh because of all the issues that we had with you know, the Skype updates on our end, uh, finally got it working, but then it wasn't even working on her end. And so we had to get her on the phone and it's like, I kept moving the phone away, 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 away. (laughs) And it was really loud and and very hard for people to, just cause it was so loud, uh, for people to hear and understand it. And today it's like the exact opposite. (laughs) It's where I'm like shoving the phone up by the microphone to get it. So,
1: but in case you missed it, not everything is a demon.
0: Not everything is a demon. Now,
1: Oh, yeah. and zach is not getting possessed during every episode <laughs> this and is true satan is not talking to you through your spirit box but that's a whole other story and i'm not going to go there so
0: yeah i thought you're going to ask that i one. was going you to, were going to you, you talked know, about that before the show i wanted
1: to ask him so bad what his opinions were on those Why knowing how you? they truly are programmed and it's not really a thing and Anybody who knows anything about computers knows how those things work. They're just for entertainment purposes only. People, I'm sorry. I know there's people in the chat room right now. Right. That use them, swear by them, whatever. Stop being so impatient. The paranormal does not happen on demand. Ghost box will make that happen for you. And I get it. I get it. It is sometimes one of the most boring things in the world, paranormal investigating, if you're an impatient person. If you don't understand that it doesn't happen on demand, your board is sitting there, it's either too hot, too cold, there's spiders, there's noisy people, there's mosquitoes, come on, give me a sign, oh, spirit box spit a word out at me, (laughs) oh my god, it's a ghost, no, no, it's not. It's I'm really not.
0: surprised you didn't ask me I that. am
1: so sorry and people can hate me if they want to. And I know there's people in the chat room right now that agree with me and there's some that are probably going to unfriend me on Facebook <laughs> and I don't give one fuck about that. I'm going to be honest. If, if you believe that that is a legitimate tool, there's the door to my Facebook. See you later. <laughs> I am so there tired of go. dealing with that, the whole thing. It just, it just gets me. She's it been dying does. to get that
0: out for a while. You know, we've talked about lighter. it before in here, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, oh we've, we've talked about <laughs> that, but, and that's, and that's kind of a thing mm-hmm. where, um, you know, with, with popular culture, with the movies and with all, with all of that, there's like a certain way that a demon or an evil entity or whatever is depicted. And I think with some of these different apps and devices that are coming out these days, um, you, know, the, you know, the different stuff that's on the phone um or the portal device or whatever, you know, they make it sound, you know, very deep and malevolent and creepy and it's like, okay, that it makes a creepy vibe, but it doesn't mean that you're talking to a creepy person. No. You know, if you're if you're even talking to a creepy person at all. No, it doesn't. It. So. It, there's
1: like this there's all these words. It sometimes it's, it's random. When it spits one out, it might sound like a coincidence sometimes, but there is no way. I mean, I I'm not a hundred percent sure on a lot of things, because I don't think any of us should be, but I am pretty positive that that is for entertainment purposes only. It even says. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Sorry. The so Mickey doll is wondering: Do demons affect those, or only affect those of the Christian faith? Uh, no, I mean, there's. Uh, different demons and evil entities in you know pretty much all faiths so it's you know it's not just um the christian faith alone so i think that gets a lot of play um at least in our popular culture and in movies and all that because the catholic church has the right of exorcism within it and so you know And that's where a lot of the popular exorcism cases come out of, are, of course, Catholic cases. That reminds me
1: of another question I had that I didn't ask. What was that? Um, You know, can just a random human cross somebody over? That's a good question. I
0: don't know how, how much it has to do with the demon stuff, but.
1: Yeah, I wonder if anybody had approached him you know, right. seeing as how he's, but, you know, being of religious, you know, faith also, obviously, he said, so right. um, does he, you know, get approached, you know, to do that, and some random schmo off the street have that right to do it? No, I don't think they do.
2: <laughs>
0: and because you went on that <laughs> you went on your answer. There's some questions down there, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back up a little bit and finish uh uh up here. So um so Betty's saying, Mike James was so positive in his views. Thanks for bringing him on. You're welcome, Betty. Yeah, James is James is a good friend. Um, I can
1: like see him come back. He yeah, we'll that. definitely
0: have him back on. So um and I'd been meaning to reach out to him again anyway because uh, we had him on last October kind of leading up in Halloween. It was a great conversation. So i had been thinking about that again. And all of a sudden when we presented this for Inside the Upside Down, we don't usually bring on a guest for Inside the Upside Down. I think the only guest we've had on before was Sean Gilmore during the uh, Shadow People episode like almost a year ago. Yeah. Um, so we usually just pick a topic and run with it. So, But he reached out to us and said, hey, you know, I'd really like to weigh in on it. And it's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, let's see. So, Pershawn Oldsmith, can a baby be born with a demonic soul? So, um, I no, because I don't believe your soul is demonic. Um, Mm -hmm. No.
1: I'm going to say no. I am sure that James, if he were still on the phone, would say no. Um, I think for the most part, unless Hollywood says otherwise, we're basically born... I mean,
0: Yeah, I mean, I pure. I think people try to conduct ceremonies and things like that to try to spawn the, you know, child of Satan and all that weird stuff,
2: but...
1: I would like me, um, lying and sinning is a learned behavior. I don't well, think yeah. it's... But, you know, they say if someone, you know, is an asshole when they were alive, do they come back? You know, <laughs> or are they an asshole in the spirit form? But when they come back, but maybe I, they're not.
0: Well, let's... let's Put it this way: So James mentioned that a demon doesn't have a form; it's not a human. So therefore, a demon can't be born as a human. Right. You can. It can try to possess one. Um, Can a demon try to possess a baby within a womb? I don't think so.
1: In Hollywood, they can.
0: In Hollywood, yeah, they'll come out just you know ripping into the mother and, (laughs) and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But and that's the difference between you know Hollywood and of reality. I mean, it's not Rosemary's Baby. No. No.
1: (laughs) And I also said...
0: Which that one, you know, and a lot of people point to that as like a classic horror movie and I like slow burn movies but that one, the, it's like the slowest slow burn ever. (laughs) You know? Um, You know, it's all like, the entire thing is like a little bit of innuendo here and a little bit of innuendo there and... Even at the very end, you don't even really get the payoff. <laughs> you know, so, the book was pretty good. Yeah.
1: The little baby born with yellow eyes, mm-hmm. forked tongue or whatever, and a black bassinet with an upside down cross for a toy. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean they had like they, they did a good job of showing the bassinet in the movie, but as far as the baby, it was they really stayed away from that, <laughs> and maybe that's because of when it was the movie was created. So um, I was
1: gonna uh, do ask them, you know. Do demons go only after you know religious uh, or Christians? I ain't a Christian, so I believe in uh, there's something out there bigger than me that connects us all in some way. I believe there's a source that we've all come from. Um, I don't go to church, <laughs> I'm not a Christian, I don't read the Bible, I don't do any of that. Like I said, you know, the book about the Bible that I read, but that's the only one, <laughs> and, lamb. lamb, yeah. I mean, I I, I can gel with that story. I mean, it sticks pretty close to the Bible that I was programmed with. But, (laughs) you know, it's an awesome book. I just really love that book so much. But um, I don't feel like I've ever been attacked by anything bad. Um, But I believe that nothing bad happens to me because I don't want it to. I believe that my faith in myself is strong enough to protect me. That i i don't and i've been okay so well far. And, we, and
0: we've talked about that you know whatever your faith is you know that it, as long as you truly believe that it's going to protect you then it will you know it you know it could be a varying religion or you know not or whatever it is um you know it'll protect you so i and i know a lot of these questions down here were for were intended for james are a lot of questions and we just set them up for a, a short period um holding the phone up to the microphone. Yeah. Well,
2: we so, can but we can go take them and have him come we,
0: back. We can take them. Sure. Yeah, we can have him come back absolutely. Um and then we'll we'll have to figure out the whole Skype thing with him and you and I or whatever or you know maybe we have him on the rabbit hole or something because that's what we did last time was we had him on the rabbit hole. Yeah. So, from Dawn, do you think murderers and serial killers are possessed by a demon?
1: I think they're just mentally unhinged.
0: Yeah, I, I think more of them are, are mental issues rather than demonic possession. I mean, maybe, have some of them been? Maybe, but I think it's more of a mental issue.
1: Maybe, you know, maybe some of them were treated badly, scarred yeah, emotionally or, or as a, or child, a or...
0: Yeah, or a product of their environment. Right. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like to, you know, go in either one of those. It's funny. It's like... It, you know, a lot of people don't like to go down the, you know, it's a mental condition route, and that's why they became a serial killer. And some people don't like to go down the route of they a product of their environment. It's like, it's, it's each case is different. And I think, depending on the person, either one of those plays into it.
2: Right.
0: So let's stop shying away from it and just say, hey, you know, this particular person, this particular serial killer, product of the environment. Uh, Eileen Warros, I think she was a product of her environment. Um, Mental issues, Jeffrey Dahmer. You know? (laughs) You know? So, I I think it's a little bit of both. So, um, let's see. So, from Betty, if a person gets possessed, will it always be a demon? I don't know if a human... Well, there's a difference. Okay, so like if a human spirit is trying to communicate through a person, we generally call that channeling, not like a possession. Yeah. So um, I think a possession is more to, um, well, it's not even like completely take over the entire person or whatever. It's... um,
1: Schizophrenia is kind of like a possession in that sense. Yeah. But they're being possessed by their mind. Right. It's not a demon. It's just another personality is just chemically stepped in so to speak
0: um from per per nadu n-a-d-o okay uh oh perna do demons ever visit in dreams i think so i think so
2: They've never. i've had demon me.
0: dreams before I don't know if it was necessarily the the demon was visiting me, but I've had demon dreams.
1: I've had some dreams about some negative you know, energy kind of creeping after me, but that happens whenever I go to play. I'll feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's a demon, though. It could just mean it's just something strong. But a right. human can have strong energy, too. It could be an angry spirit, which is now a demon. An angry spirit is giving off energy Anger and whenever it gets close, you know when I feel it, it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it even hurts. You know, I mean, it's just not. We're gonna always be a demon. I know a lot of people want it to be. I feel like, you know, because they want Hollywood to be reality. Life is boring without it. So let's let's have a demon. Um, I, I blame Zach. It's- <laughs> I Hollywood's, entertainment.
0: Hollywood's entertainment. Hollywood's um, entertainment. It's very entertaining. E- even, I love even the those ones movies. that are like a, you know, um, like a bi- like an epic biopic or whatever, um, they're going to have. Th- there are many, many, many of those scenes that are played up for Hollywood to make them more dramatic um, than they were, and you know, it doesn't matter the genre. Even things that try to, you know, like portray history. Um, I don't know, like Braveheart, you know, the, that first big battle that the the Scottish won in that movie, they got like this big sweeping field and, all, you know, all this great, um, you know, action and everything. And basically, the Scots just beat them over a bridge. You know, that was it. The... the the English were coming up over the bridge, and they were killing them off a couple at a time, a couple at a time, because the English were being stupid. <laughs> 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 you know, it was kind of a boring battle. It was an important battle for the Scottish. But, you know, so stuff like that, you know, they make it more dramatic for the, uh, you know, for the audience. So,
1: Strangely, I, I do love books like um, my friend Shane Moore writes some really good books, and it's, you know, along, you know, that apocalyptic, you know, borderline demonic vein, you know, stuff, and James Rollins is another one, battle of good versus evil, and the evils, evil scenes are pretty, pretty awesome, you know, I love that kind of stuff, um, and I don't, I like watching it more than I like to watch slasher films and <laughs> stuff like that, all that yeah, if stuff, we watched
0: Constantine a few weeks back. You liked that. That
1: was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that kind of, I love that genre. Um, but I, I just, I am 99% sure that not everything is a demon. Yeah. Like I said, I will never be 100% sure of almost everything because I don't think any of it should be. But I am pretty sure that Zach is the only one getting possessed all the time. And you know what? Someday it's going to happen to him. And he deserves it. He deserves it. At least he's at least being honest about it. You know, hey, I'm just in it for the money and I want to be popular. I get it. I get it. But I really think he needs to be careful because someday he's going to make light of it and it's really going to happen to him. I'm going to laugh my ass off. Couldn't happen to a better person, I don't think.
0: So Sean Smith asks, what about Annabelle? Um... Uh, it's it's still sitting there in a case, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know the story behind it. Do I believe that the story is real? I don't know because I wasn't there. Um, you know, they. I think didn't they recently take Annabelle on like a little tour or or brought the case somewhere or what? I. I if it's supposed to, it, I, I guess put it this way. I don't think that if the if the doll really had an attachment that putting it in a glass case would protect everybody from it i just and i know they've put up wards and stuff like that around it but i just i have a i have a tough time with that one
1: but it's making somebody some money
0: yeah it's and i think that's a it's interesting it. but you know what's interesting to, to me about it i guess is that They haven't hidden it all, except for in the movies, that the real Annabelle is a raggedy Ann doll. Huge-ass raggedy Ann doll. So it's this very unassuming thing that they say is is possessed. So it's not like, you know, like Robert the doll is actually kind of creepy looking. You know, um, the island of the dolls down in in Mexico is really freaking creepy. Yeah, and that
1: story is pretty cool, too. Yeah, I'd love to go there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so all these other different haunted doll cases... And, you know, there, there's plenty of them all over the world. Most of the dolls are, you know, pretty creepy-ish. But Annabelle, like Annabelle is very, very unassuming. So,
2: I don't know. I don't, there might be like something dolls.
1: there. Yeah. Um, I don't like the porcelain dolls. Like, I think, because it looks like their eyes are just following you no matter where you go. And they have that, you know, <laughs> stare. I just think dolls are creepy, not because yeah. I think they're possessed or going to be possessed or whatever. I just think they're kind of creepy looking
0: yeah now now in the movies um of course they they played up the whole annabelle thing um you know the i thought annabelle creation even though there wasn't really much new brought to the table as far as like um like storytelling type stuff um within there i thought the twist at the you haven't seen it yet no. No. The twist at the end was pretty cool in how it played into the other movies. You know, but again, it's not the true story. Um And if you notice there was a little cameo by the nun in that. So um so they kinda hinted at that, which was interesting. But um Yeah, the um what I always thought was weird about that was when they when they revealed Annabelle at the very beginning of the first conjuring movie, it was like silver, which is bizarre. like who who makes a silver doll I mean it was totally to make it creepy. Mm-hmm. But then in the Annabelle in well, both Annabelle movies, they gave her that white porcelain type type I say typeface because it was actually wooden, so he painted it white. So, even if he painted it white, how in the world did it become silver? Like, to say it got wore off. <laughs> Continuity. So, um, all right. Um, we did that one. Uh, you got some preach-its, Shana on the, uh,
1: on the I equipment. Know. I know my list is probably going to be a little shorter, and I'd piss some people off, but... Uh, I don't really care.
0: All right, so what are I, your... Th- just... Yeah, so from Mickey Dole, what are your thoughts on the Ovilus? Same Pretty much the same as the spirit box. I mean, the thing with the Ovilus, um I, I, I guess when it comes to any of this stuff, so imagine you just died. Imagine you just died, and you want to be able to communicate with a loved one. Is your first inclination really going to be to go to somebody that has this it's essentially like a static machine that's running over and over and over again this is the spirit box right over and 13 times per second somehow you're supposed to be able to piece out pieces of these words to put them together form one word or a sentence or whatever would you even just having died or even if you've been gone for a while would you even know how to do that? How do you piece out words and piece them together? I wouldn't even know how to do that as a human right now. You know, you know, and I work in the IT industry, so it's like, how would I, 13 times in a second.
1: Here's a, here's a thought.
0: The The Ovelus is, it's supposed to have a dictionary inside, and you're taking out words from that dictionary. So how do you go into it and take those words out?
1: Is it programmed to spit words out randomly?
0: I think, well, in a way. So, like with the oculus, and this was an interest. This was an interesting moment with um, a couple of guys that I used to work with. Um, so met. we had we had an oculus, and I'm playing around with it. It's not doing anything. It's just like nothing is coming out. So I'm kind of like playing, you know, between the modes, and you know. I noticed that when I switched from one mode to the next, it would spit out two words every single time. Random words, but it would spit out two words every single time. And I was like, oh, okay. So when I switch the modes and it's getting that electrical impulse, as I'm going, because it's a, just a slider switch on the top, it is, as I'm going from one to the next and it's getting that electric impulse, it is detecting some sort of emf to spit out a couple of words from the device but that's not paranormal it's just picking up that emf as it's going across now the the words themselves are going to be random apparently based on the emf i guess i don't know but it is nothing supernatural so of course one guy that i'm with picks up the box <laughs> and he's going he's sliding it back and forth thinking he's having a conversation. As he's just sliding it back and forth between the two modes because every single time it spit out two words. So no that wasn't that wasn't paranormal. You were I mean say
1: take take your whatever spirit box that you have that's basically spitting out words from radio stations and like turn it into Like if you pop the antenna off, it turns into just white noise because it can't pull anything in. I've actually used white noise and have my recorder sitting there and have gotten EVPs that way. If you want to impress me, do that. You know, if you don't get anything, maybe they don't want to talk to you right now. Don't be impatient. The paranormal is all about being patient. You have to gain their trust first if it's an intelligent spirit they have to want to talk to you, and then they talk to you. Whatever your ghost box is spitting out, I am 99.billion percent sure it's programmed to spit something out at some point. And sometimes it will even spit your own voice out at you. How does We've that happen? I've seen that
0: happen. Whoa, I've man. seen that happen.
1: That's not true either. I'm sorry. I'm gonna lose probably about a hundred friends after this. <laughs> just, it's just sad to me. It's just so sad. I just I want people to be interested in the paranormal and the history yeah and you know it's actually quite entertaining to me. I would rather sit in a building for eight hours trying to contact somebody and failing than pull up a box where I know it's not legitimate. Is spitting out words sometimes sometimes they're they're relevant sometimes it happens but but that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's it doesn't mean it's a legitimate tool for evidence i'm going to throw it out every single time
0: there's some questions or whatever that we we lost because the uh, the chat scrolled up too far, so we lost <laughs> those. I, I did see a, a comment in there from Carrie Parrish that said something about um, a real sensitive uh, doesn't need those devices like that. So
1: You're the man, Carrie. You know what it's about. That's the kind of people that I like. Right? There you go. That there say you, you don't need all the bells and whistles and all that stuff. There's some tools. We use tools. Uh, We do not use those boxes, I can promise. We don't use anything that spits words out at you. What we do use is stuff that can actually record things. Or um, even something that lights up, like a K2 meter. It's not going off, and then all of a sudden something comes around and it goes off. I'm going to stop and think about that. You know, because what made it go off where it wasn't going off before? Is my phone going off? Is his phone going off? Is someone's phone going off? Right you know I am I am more likely to use tools like that but a lot of times it's just me him Mm -hmm. a camera a recorder to be able to capture evidence to prove that something happened which doesn't always happen
0: not always but
1: it's a but you got to do that shot anyway because the whole purpose behind this is you want to prove that it's there for all them haters out there (laughs) you want to prove that something is there you know it's like well it's clear, you know, that there's just he and I there. What's this third voice? Where'd that voice come from? You know, they may not know. There may be someone. Yeah, and you know, when but, we you know, when we go know, live,
0: when we go live, we're unable to use some things like the uh, K two or whatever because when we're live, we have to use the phone, and so
2: and it's
1: going to go off.
0: Yeah, the K two will go off. the only, The only thing that might save you is like put the K two in the other side of the room, and right. it's not strong enough to pick up on it. So Donna's saying uh, maybe have James as a guest in the rabbit hole. Yeah, we had him on last year. We'd love to bring him back. Yeah. Um, so Betty's saying, why do people live? I guess live these movies. Is it live these movies? You're trying to say love these movies. I don't know. Man, um,
1: I, mean, I love these movies. Yeah, I mean
0: they're they're well, yeah. I mean they're entertaining. I mean, yeah. um, there are some of them that even within all of their all the fluff, all the Hollywood stuff um there are some interesting concepts in there that make you think mm-hmm. you know so it's there's like there's
1: gonna be some history thrown in there on some of the really good ones you know stuff that's like oh hey you know yeah, what bits is that? And, and pieces and you
0: kind of have that. yeah and, and that's the thing is that there's going to be some bits and pieces in there that i mean you have to kind of muddle through it um on your own and look it up yourself you know, but you know, some of them you know introduce you know different concepts, or have different ideas, or just kind of the way they, um, you know, like the, it, insidious. You know, I thought it was kind of interesting um, everything that they did. With they called it the further in there, um, but the way that that was actually able to work between time and space. And if you end up watching all four of them, in the fourth one. They end up going all the way back to the first. And it's like, it's, it's strange the timeline that they've set up with all of these. But then
1: you're like, oh, now yeah, I get Yeah, but then it. you see
0: how stuff was caused yeah. by, yeah. So um, it really makes you think about how time and space works. Even though it's a fictional story, there are some elements that you can find, like little nuggets of, of truth or, or, or little pieces that will cause you to think about the mechanics of of the universe and the, how the supernatural works and all that. So, yeah,
1: I like I like I like the insidious universe. Yeah, the, the best. insidious, and I have I that here. We that.
0: haven't really even talked about that one, but there's, um, boom, there we go. So you know they actually call this this guy uh, um, the lipstick man or something like that. <laughs> um, it's pretty creepy looking. So. Yeah. Um yeah, it's an interesting one. And his in that whole demons um thing. I you know, I mean that's what you like it cuz it had the Gonsfeld in it, which was that. interesting. Yeah. Um you know, the uh, the stuff with the demon had a lot of shadow person type elements to it. Um you know, I thought it was kind of interesting how the um all the other, you know, ghosts and spirits and everything that were coming into the picture weren't there to like really haunt and spook anybody even though they did some of that it was more of they realized that what was going on with the kid was going to leave an empty vessel because his soul was going to be taken which would leave an empty vessel and therefore they were all gonna gun for the um for the body
1: yeah that left me wondering i was like oh my god is that how that happens (laughs) you know yeah that's yeah
0: so it it was just you know like interesting concepts like that um So, let's see what what else you guys have in here. Um, Just kind of scrolling through. You guys have some conversations going down in there that I don't know what you guys are going on about. So, (laughs) Um, let's see. Pungi Fungi. Japanese manga features some of the weirdest demons ever drawn.
1: Yeah, there's some weird stuff there.
0: (laughs) real life manga demon right here shana's demon stomach this nine tail nine nine tail fox demon from Naruto. (laughs) yep (laughs) it's a real thing (laughs) oh my god it's her inner nine tail fox demon it's it's
1: especially entertaining when we're investigating it's real quiet and then all of a sudden (laughs) you know it's like yep that's me
0: um, from Linz, they put salt in the Annabelle, or in the case to bind Annabelle. I'm not all sh- certain of all the wards that they've put in there to supposedly bind Annabelle. I know that they've done some different things.
1: I mean, if you I'm believe not... salt will work to bind, then maybe it will.
0: I mean, we use it in cleans- We Yeah, we use it in cleansings. Um, you and I haven't done a cleansing together, but back in the day when, when we did some, um... You know, we were doing the salt on the windows and you know, all that stuff, so yeah, as long as you believe it's truly gonna work. So um Donna says she collects raggedy ands and a few Andes. Interesting. I didn't know that.
1: I used to have a I had an raggedy Andy Ann. Had I had an, an Andy. Andy. Yeah. Long time ago.
0: Um Betty, was Pandora's box filled with demons?
1: There's this author called Gina Showalter, and she has this series called Lords of the Underworld, and I own every single book in that series, and there are a lot of them, and it was totally worth it. Read those, because that's what that's all based around, like Greek mythology and stuff like that, and Pandora was an actual you know, person, and then... She opened the box, uh, well, actually, and what let loose, was... and
0: let loose. Yes, let loose all those. But what was left in the bottom of the box?
1: Well, uh, well, I was. What was left about... in the box? I was just hope. 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 Yeah. There, and there is a There is a demon of hope. Well, in 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 this storyline, though, Pandora a was demon a demon of hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She yes. just
0: reads these books for the sex scenes.
1: No, that is not true. Oh my God, no, that's <laughs> not true. I mean, every demon on there is has like a tattoo of a butterfly and stuff. They're like these human lords. They weren't even born. They were just created. And they're like warriors for like Cronus, the god king and whatever. And um, anyway, Pandora was a real person, right? She was one of the warriors created but she was a female warrior and the guys were jealous and so they were plotting to kill her and um take uh the box back well when they killed her it unleashed the demons and as punishment every single warrior had to house a demon if the man died or if the demon died then vice versa their lives were connected so is this like a
0: very adult version of percy jackson
1: no (laughs) But uh, it's it's a great series, but it's based on that and a lot of the um, a lot of the plots, like a lot of the and then some of the history uh, behind it. and yeah you know, Gina Childer, um, you know did, did a lot of research and tapped into you know a lot of different uh, people you know to get to get all of her um, inspiration and, and their history and stuff like that. So it's very interesting. I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah all right well I think that um, oh saying I would love to see with SLS. Well, we do have an SLS cam um, We haven't published a lot of videos yet that have the SLS in them um, but those will be coming out soon like we used it pretty extensively at Manila mm-hmm. um, if you guys watched the live investigation from the ferry plantation which we finally had a clean, live feed mm-hmm. um a lot of the places we go to are just kind of like out in the middle of nowhere and the live feeds don't turn out so well but the Ferry plantation virginia beach is you know great internet connection so that one worked out really well and there was something because i was showing um the uh the sls camera shots on that one there was something near the one chair in the uh, best part where i've had a lot of activity so um
1: we did catch something at mineral springs also
0: yeah, which didn't get caught, uh, didn't get saved.
1: But it was there.
0: It was there. It was and there it was when cool. we were coming out of the hall and that was, um, was that
1: room. was,
0: that was the, I guess it was the night before Molly. Right. It was around the same room though. Cause I was in the hallway right outside that room, but we've gotten a lot of activity out in that room before, but yeah. yeah, we were, we caught something on there like peeking through the one doorway, um. Because this was that was like the first investigation we were using the SLS camera, so I was hitting the wrong button, thinking that I was saving the file, and I was actually
2: deleting it. We
1: were and we were going live too. I we, we were. We were live were, at the time, and some people had see it. There was like the white flag, yeah. like the whoa, you know, right yeah. there on the screen, and you know, so I saw it. You know, yep. some people had seen it on the live, so pretty
0: cool. All right. So from Paul Thunder, the gluten demon made me eat all those Krispy Kremes. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. So all right. Well, unless we have any other questions about um you know demons in Hollywood. You know, mm. I mean we we talked a lot about that with uh, with James. Um you know, we had it through a couple out there with, with the non, the uh the exodus we kinda covered a little bit with James, and then we threw out the insidious stuff there at the end and we kinda hit on a couple others like Rosemary Baby and all that. Um I guess the thing to keep in mind is you know it's it's Hollywood and so that they're gonna um you know hype up and over dramaticize all kinds of different things, but within there there's still like little nuggets. Like even like what well, we started this whole thing off with. Um you know Valak and the nun and all that, and it's like okay, you know it's not a it's not a demon nun, and it definitely didn't go terrorize Lorraine Warren, and you know this church in Romania. Okay, very cool. It's in Romania. It's Gothic looking. Romania, Transylvania, all that stuff, right? But Valak was. A historic figure in those old grimoires. You know whether or not you believe the grimoires are actually true in and of themselves. It's still, it's still a type of mythology. You know, it's a you know demonic mythology or whatever. So there's there's bits in there that you can go look up for yourself and see what really does exist out there. So, and that's that's what I do with some of these. Between um, and we were talking about a few minutes ago and. You know, Betty was asking why do people, you know, love these sorts of things. And I think it's because they they make you think. They make you think and they make you go research about what's really true, what really exists. And
2: that's,
0: and that's what, what I enjoy. it's all about. Yeah.
1: Really. At least here anyway. And it'd be great if it was like that for more people. And maybe someday everybody will be on the same page about it. <laughs> Who knows?
2: Awesome.
0: Awesome. Um, <laughs> and Betty uh, Lang is saying, this Tuesday nights uh, are like going to college and <laughs> learning credits. Let's <laughs> we'll <have to> start, <laughs> start putting out our own, uh, our Inside the Upside Down degree. The Haunted Road Media uh, degree, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got a PHP in Haunted Road Media, I don't know, PhD, yeah.
1: They do have like the Paranormal University and stuff like that. Yeah, now, and, and
0: people try to do that, and I just... I have a hard time with it. Like, people that go and get a, quote-unquote, PhD in parapsychology. I mean, I, I knew somebody mm. who had gotten his certificate to have a, quote-unquote, PhD. And, yes, I, I, I have no problem with people going to a class to learn about those concepts and, you know, parapsychology and, you know, methods of investigating the paranormal in You know, we as humans try to classify different things. So, okay, let us I'll learn a classification system that people have done for ghosts and poltergeists and all that. So, fine. To come away as a doctor in it. The dude who was running around in a white lab coat. (sighs)
2: Saying
0: he was a doctor because he had a PhD in parapsychology. I mean, it was, no. (laughs) No, 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 no but I would have no problem doing the class and I've done I mean through a number of my different talks and you know lectures and presentations and all that like you know from going from shadow people to the relationship between history and the paranormal um, the the other one was kind of like a nuts and bolts on how to research which we did as a show here on Inside the Upside Down um, in fact somebody was just asking about it on one of our videos the other day was you know how do you guys research uh, the paranormal it's like Here's this video. It's got like all the nuts and bolts of you know the different resources. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, I can see putting together classes on that. You know, a, a class on how do I learn how to research. Yeah. You know, so okay, so here's the different resources. We'll run through some examples. You know, let me see you run a couple of searches and how to use you know, find a grave or the GIS at a um, um, you know. Uh, a county assessor's office, or whatever. You know, it's how do you look up tax records? You know, and, you know, give a little quiz or something at the end.
1: And then I for your that. class project, apply what you know. Here's a topic, go research it. You know, that kind of stuff is yeah. interesting to me and to you. You know, I mean, it. It doesn't have anything to do with any devices or anything, and it doesn't have, but, but. Some of that, like if, you, if you're somewhere and you hear a voice, who is it? You know, they're not going to tell you, so what do you do? They don't always tell you. So what do you do? Uh, you research the place where you heard the voice. Find out what happened there. And then, you know, go back. Find out what happened there. and Go back as far as documentation will let you and find out everything that was there. Uh, chances are you'll probably find some documentation on who died there. Well, then you can find out. Call out some names. I'm telling you, if you're somewhere and they don't give you a name and you all of a sudden drop a name, activity is much different because they have been found. And they're like, hallelujah, this person can see me, hear me, talk to me, and they know my name. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's not a good thing. I don't know, but there you go.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting how you can, like I always love newspaper archives, um, because back in the day, they used to actually, when they would mention you in a newspaper article, they would say so-and-so of, and they would put their address in there, so you have all kinds of people's addresses in there, <laughs> and so you could cross-reference a lot of stuff and kind of see a path of, uh, of, you know, of their life, and so... You might be able to see where they are at one property and another and another, and during your investigation, you can mention those different areas, and they may know and remember of all of those, and one of those might be a trigger to start an interaction. So, Betty is saying, sign me up, please. (laughs) Sean Oldsmith says, I do research. That is why I watch your channel. Well, thank you very much, Sean. Um... So, oh, and I missed that. That was a funny comment. So uh, Donna Gorton says, parapsychologists just go too far in trying to rationalize every experience rather than admitting they just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes Very you much. just don't.
1: Sometimes and you just it, don't. And it's okay yeah. not to know yeah. all the answers. Yeah, you you're don't not, have to. I don't have. think you're supposed to. You're not supposed to. Especially in this field. Yeah, you can't. I don't care who you are. You cannot know everything yeah. about it.
0: Look, I, I work in the IT industry and our best friend is Google i'm dead serious there's you you learn enough and you retain enough that you can work your way around in a system but to know every single command that's out there or every single method in order to do something especially with how often technology changes you just don't know so it's like you learn how to maneuver and for all that other extra information we google the shit out of everything every day (laughs) you know um That's what it comes down to so often. So, you know, it's okay to admit you don't know as long as you are willing, as long as you're willing to admit that and then take the steps to go find out what you don't know. That's what you do. Because you can't just sit back. Like, I I couldn't just sit back on my job and say, I don't know, and just not do anything about it.
1: That is lazy. Um, Laziness is not tolerated. No.
0: And Betty was saying, I was giving a compliment is learning much in a fun group. Yeah. uh, We totally took that as a compliment. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. We've been going over an hour and a half now. (laughs) We went from demons to investigating to, yeah, we threw them To me
1: blasting people and probably losing a lot of friends, but that's
0: okay. Yeah. Um, That's all right. Paul Thunder. What about blood magic? I know. uh, Well, uh, you know, James talked about that earlier about blood magic, and it's possible some of that was done at Black Bear Church. Um, you know, does it bring up a demon? I don't. I mean, it, it's possible it brought up at Black Bear something nefarious, not necessarily a demon related to a shadow person. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like with any type of ritual or spell, it's all about intent, and I think that some people don't know what they're doing, and so they end up
2: yeah.
1: opening, you know, some type of, you know, there's some type of opening for something to come in, and they don't know how to deal with it. So don't do it just because it looks cool. They did it on TV, and that looks cool. Don't, don't do that stuff if you aren't 100% sure what you're going to be dealing with, because You're probably not going to like what's going to, you get what you ask for, Mm -hmm. pretty much.
0: B3 Airspace saying, I love these two shows, especially Upside Down. Go Shauna. I got to go now. Groups, hugs, and good vibes to all. Have a good night. Have a good night, B3 Airspace. So, um, to Carrie Paris saying, this is my favorite part of Tuesday nights. Well, thank you very much, Carrie. And uh, Karen Whitaker is also out for the evening. She says, Shauna, we still need to go to Zen.
1: I know yeah how about tuesday tuesday
0: tammy <laughs> heightsman it, next hrm shirt google the shit out of the net. yeah
1: <laughs> hit me up in messenger and let me know when you're going to be free again because i'm free on tuesdays
0: all right so yes and everybody's bowing out saying good night that's perfectly fine let's go ahead and get to shout outs I'm going to go back through and tag the shows and everything. Okay, so Tom McNicholas with a $10 Super Chat. He was traveling, so he was not able to join us for the show. So thank you very much, Tom. Really do appreciate that.
1: You'll want to watch the replay.
0: Yep, definitely watch the replay. Good one. So, all right. <laughs> uh, Donna, thank you very much for Donna Gordon or Cheshire Cat in the House. Thank you for Cheshire Cat chatting the chat. Appreciate that. Um, so let's go ahead and start saying goodnight. So, yeah. Uh, Betty Lange, thank you for joining us tonight. Spooky Don, I really do appreciate. Uh, Especially all the shares that you guys... All of you who have been sharing everything out, I really do appreciate that. Um, And if anybody out there that's still out there now at this hour that hasn't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so. Um, Yeah, but all all the shares have have really, really helped. So we kind of...
1: We depend on that now because, you know, you used to be able to invite 500 people to an event, and now...
0: Yeah, on Facebook. Not
1: yeah. so much. So not so much. Yeah.
0: So so we do appreciate all that. Um, Paul Thunder, thanks for joining us tonight. So appreciate all the different questions. Um, it's been fantastic. Uh, Carrie Parrish, hope that phone rings for you. Thanks for joining us tonight, Sean Oldsmith. Thank you for all your questions as well. Hagland says good night. Yes, thank you. Uh, good night to you as well. Uh, tanaz One, thank you for joining us tonight. There's Tim Schoen, says, appreciate Mike, Shauna, Vanessa, and HRM. Thank you as well. Uh, April M. Wemigwans, thanks for joining us again tonight. Um, I'm going to start scrolling up here and see who we have. Sharon Lane, thank you for joining us tonight. There's Tammy Heisman, thank you as well. Kathy Ciliento, thank you as always. There's Karen Whitaker, you already said goodnight to her. Um, Chip Terry, thank you too always appreciate it. B3 Airspace, who said goodnight to you as well. There's um, Lens White. Thank you. So, um seems spooky saying something about Ken Boggle being somewhere. I cool. love okay. Ken. Ken's a good guy. I like Ken. Um, there's Emma Bezic. Thank you very much again. Have a great night. Um, Sean Gilmore, our winner of the eighth thousand giveaway we need to talk books since we need to know what we're gonna give you because i don't know what you've gotten before <laughs> <laughs> um let's see who else um i'm gonna scroll back down so um all right everybody i guess that's it for the shout outs i know a lot of people were dropping out because it was getting late so that's fine all right, everybody. Have a great night. Really do appreciate it. Next week, Edge of the Rabbit Hole, Freddie Silva. That's going to be Pretty a great exciting. time. I'm excited about having Freddie Silva on there. So he is like the foremost expert on like ley lines, energy grids, and um, you know all of that. You know, just like you know the ancient standing stones and how you know temples and things like that were all built on them to like extract the energy. And I mean, it's just <laughs> i mean
1: like, yeah if you wow. don't watch gaia Gaia. well you can find com. him on youtube and he's on youtube you yeah. can find this stuff on youtube Do Jeez. Yeah. um
0: yeah it's really really interesting stuff so he gets into like sacred geometry and all of that stuff so really really cool stuff um oh you're talking to Scarefest. yeah it's like everybody's going to Scarefest. Like make the um the southern gypsies uh going to Scarefest. They're like, Why aren't you going? I'm like, I wasn't invited. And they're like, Well, you need to fill out an app. <laughs> how am I supposed to know I was supposed to fill out an app?
1: I don't even know where it's at. I think I've heard of it's it. It's in Kentucky. Oh. Yeah. I don't pay t- I know I
0: should
1: pay attention to stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, really it's know. not it's
0: not far. Um but yeah, I mean most everything I go to it's because somebody's invited me. Hey, we'd like to have you at this event. Okay. So So how am I supposed to know? I don't know.
2: Your so oh
0: donna says don't forget to shout out adam tillery adam tillery, adam tillery. hey I, d- I didn't see his name in there but okay oh there he is he's he's pointing right there yeah <laughs> adam lurks he's, he's always hanging worker. out there he's yep so okay everybody that'll do it i'm looking forward to next week we got Me a lot of too. stuff and a lot of stuff to do this week because we're working on the encounters book
1: I finally got my edits done for Rob and I's story. Now I gotta work on my story. It's I'm way behind.
0: (laughs) And Adam's Adam's working on the artwork for it.
1: Sweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That'll do it. You guys have a great night. We will see you next week.